Hi, this is Amanda Burse, also known as Marcy Rhodes Darcy, and you're listening to the Married with Children podcast. Al, Peggy, we have a little announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Jefferson and I are pregnant. Marcy, that's great! Yep, 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 yep. Honey? Yes. <laughs> Guess what? what? I'm pregnant too. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Here we are. Where were we last week? We had the Season 5 wrap-up show exclusive to Patreon, but we're back for Season 6. Yeah! Wow. The golden years are over, but that's all in the eye of the beholder. The eyes and ears of the beholder. People like different things. I'm not bummed out about it. I'm excited to continue this journey. I've done a lot this week. Sold shoes. Opened a few beers, passed out, started up season six, Married Children podcast. I'm Jamie. Oh, what an odious web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. And I'm Dan, and the dog went bow wow. <laughs> that was almost mine. <laughs> bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay. We are reviewing She's Having a Baby, part one. Uh, season six, episode one. Original air. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't it She's Having My Baby? Uh, see, I'm reading IMDb. Why? Is it different in somewhere else? I thought on the DVD it was She's Having... Wow. I love how everybody calls uh, us out for our stuff and IMDb doesn't even get it right. <laughs> we are reviewing She's Having My Baby, Part 1. Season 6, Episode 1, Original Air Date, September 8th, 1991. Al is unpleasantly surprised when Peg announces she's pregnant. That he is. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. I don't know how he's surprised because anyone else knew it immediately as soon as the episode started. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Writers Ron Levitt and Michael Moy. Wow, they got in on the writing room and wanted to start the season themselves. Director Jerry Cohen, as per usual. Special guest stars, Abraham, Ben Ruby, and Ed Hall. Nice. Yeah, so let's uh, start this off where Jamie alluded. There are a couple things (laughs) that are... I found it obvious. You know, I don't memorize every second of every episode, but as soon as I saw Al's head and I saw Peg (laughs) with everything imaginable in front of her... It was pretty obvious as to what's going to happen. So, uh, now who who remembers this episode least, Dan or Jamie? Like, who would you? I've never seen this one. Before. Okay, so when you saw Al's head and Peg with everything in front of her, did was it obvious to you what's happening here? Well, I mean, I knew. I mean, I knew the title of the episode, 
first of all. <laughs> I, you know, that's, I thought about that. I was so bummed that you had to read the title before you watched this. And that's just the beginning of, of one of the reasons I've been bummed out about this. But no, honestly, I didn't think too much of it. It kind of... Um, Did you think Al's just looking really good? Like, wow, he looks young. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I, yeah, I, I really didn't think too much of it at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what'd you think when you saw his head and her... I didn't even notice his head. Are you talking about all the extra hair that he then pulls out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I never noticed it. I never, oh, wow. ever noticed it. Even, no, not at all. Um, but when I saw her, one, she has the TV tray in front of her. But even with the tray in front of her, you can still see the bump. Mm-hmm. Like They didn't do a very good job at all. Also, she <laughs> never wears that much top. Right. I mean, she's practically wearing a muumuu. I mean, it's not. It's It's a... Um, it's just a flowy shirt, but she never wears that much top ever. So, and yeah, that's you know, what I noticed more plus than anything. She looked just- a little plump around the face too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just, you could just tell she just, oh, and her boobs, her, <laughs> her, her boobs. I mean, she just looked pregnant like immediately. I'm like, well, she's pregnant. She was glowing. And then I thought, well, it's incredibly obvious and they're not trying that either they're not trying very hard to hide it or they're doing a very crappy job. So what are they going to I was curious to see how they were going to because I I don't think I'd ever seen this episode either. Oh, no. And I think by this point I had a life. (laughs) Really? When did that start? I wasn't watching TV as much anymore because I was out. Like, doing things. Well, guess what? I had no life, and I wasn't doing things. Well, you were and much I, younger, though. Yeah. I was 11. That, that's much younger. I was. No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school at this point, like a junior in high school. So I was out. I was never home. And so the, from this point on, I am not familiar with the episodes as much unless I caught them on – unless I happen to be home right. or I caught them in syndication at some point. So right. um, that's – I mean that's – I guess the first thing people should know about me covering this show right now is a lot of these episodes are going to be my first viewing just yeah. from this point on. So I don't – if I had seen this one before, I didn't remember it. So – I was like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to, and obviously I knew the title, but I mean, that didn't necessarily mean anything. And then Marcy came in and, you know, had her whole reveal. So it could have been that. And so I'm thinking, well, that's an interesting thing. Are they going to work this in? You know, um, so I was kind of curious to see what they were going to do with it. If they were going to try to hide it or if they were actually going to work it into the show. Right. Why weren't, okay. Or were you? thrown off for a second when Marcy said she's pregnant did you go oh well I guess I'm just overthinking it and I guess only Marcy is pregnant that's I did think that yeah okay and then when she revealed also you were like oh okay I was right okay so a lot of things were going through my mind uh during this first scene so with any sitcom this is always one of my favorite things. And I never realized it was one of my favorite things to do until, um, you know, uh, I saw this and now we're talking about it, obviously. But when shows come back, right, after, mm-hmm. you know, so you talk in the season premiere, you know how sometimes some will come in and they'll change their hair and, you know, they'll yeah. work that into the plot. It's always exciting to see like, oh, like <laughs> he, he gained a few pounds, like just to see 
the physical changes. So yeah. automatically, I felt the same way um, about about Peg. I was like, oh, she she looks a little bit heavier. Nothing too noticeable, especially compared to Bud. If you look at Bud, wow, he went through puberty overnight. Like he did. He has a much better haircut this season for mu- one. Yep, yep. And he and he just looked much older. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow. I was like, okay. And and I just remember that that being a really fun aspect of watching sitcoms growing up is seeing the changes from season to season, especially in the season opener. It's just cool, you know? And especially to see how they, you know, like, okay, like, what do they got for opening jokes? And like, this is going to set the tone, you know, not only for the episode, but like, you know, um, through lines that they have uh, for the storylines throughout the season and stuff like that. So it's always exciting. The other thing that I noticed too, though, is, you know, I put on the DVD beforehand is the fact that we have another double header. So that's, yeah, that's three in a row. That's three in a row. Almost. Right, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) right. Fuck the stud, yeah. And that prompted me to look ahead, too. And there's (laughs) there's a couple doubleheaders in this season. Like, it's kind of crazy that Married with Children definitely utilizes the back-to-backs in a a very good way. Um, So a lot was going through my mind when I first – when it first came on screen and I'm and I'm trying to navigate through all of that. Yeah, like like you said, Alex, it actually threw me off because when Marcy revealed that she was pregnant, I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Right. And, but but you know what though? I should have known because of how pompous Al was being. <laughs> like he was being ruthless to Jefferson that like mm. I, I just felt like it was gonna come back to him and it did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, w- it was the perfect <laughs> setup. Like, right. the the guy who laughs at something, all of a sudden he turns on, oh, dude, yeah. guess what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was May 19th when the last episode bucked the stud to September 8th. You know, think about it. Bud is at that age where you change a lot in, yeah. uh, you know, June, July, August, September. I mean, it was only five months or so, but... right. Uh, four or five. Well, let me months, think but... about when you were in high school. You know, you'd go away for summer yes. break, and then you'd come back, and you're like, "Whoa!" You know, right? Um, it, it, Judy's got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleep boy can. <laughs> Just so everybody gets the right context with your viewings, you know, when you say you know you got a life and everything, and you didn't really like make sure you were there every single Sunday or whatever, both of you know. Everything, you know, basically all you need to know about the kids seven, you know about no ma'am, you know about the shoe store, you know about the four touchdowns, like no matter what. And you know about Steve coming back eventually. Oh, yeah. I mean, right. I did see some. It's, it's right. just that it wasn't a, as regular. Uh, I mean, previous to this, I watched it every single week. You know, it was it was part of my routine uh, from this season on. And I think we all go through that with shows. Uh, you know, you get into the first several episodes and then eventually you fall off. Right. Um, oh, of course. You, know, you go through the first few seasons and fall off always. Right. Um, yeah, did I say episodes? I meant seasons. Um, the, right. the, you, um, other things come along. Your life changes. You start doing things differently. Or sometimes right. you just get bored of that particular show. That yep. didn't happen here. It wasn't a conscious no. decision. It just was I wasn't I wasn't around. Right. Well, that's what happened to me with The Simpsons. Like, I never got bored of them. And, you know, a lot right. of people argue, oh, you should have after season 14 or whatever. But it's like, 
Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a long time. Season fourteen. I was. I'd, I'd be twenty four at that point. Right. But you know. But it's the thing is, coincidentally, at that time, you know, you get different friends, you start doing different things, and you just you become absent minded to make sure you're sitting in front of a TV at a certain time. Yeah, I was the same way with South Park. You know, it, I never. <laughs> it was never a consciousness, and even now, if right. I remember it, it's yeah, I'll watch it. You know, right, but. It's never been a conscious decision. It's always just been that's just the way things are. Exactly. And I think that now the way that we consume media, that changes everything. For oh, sure. It, it completely does because like you just said, back then you had to be in front of your TV at a certain time. And if I remember correctly um, – they wouldn't rerun like the most recent one. Like they wouldn't show like the most recent episode like on a different date or whatever. And no, if they, it was just right? during the summer. They had it's, to it, right, right. Exactly. Summer reruns. That was um, that was how TV worked back then. You had original air starting in the fall. Yep. And then in summer you'd have reruns. And. Exactly. And the perfect example of what Jamie just said for me personally, and I'm so glad you brought this up. So I've been um, binge watching 24. Right. And this is this has a nice little married with children tie in, too. But um, I remember watching season five and being like, this is incredible. And then they have 24 episodes. It's an hour of, you know, the the, the day each episode by the right. end. By the end, though, because I followed it weekly, and some of them were like, you know, two-hour events or whatever, but basically like 24 weeks in a row, give or take, by the end, I was just burnt out. It's a brilliant season. It's by far the best <laughs> or whatever, but like I just I, – so I rewatched it, and I was like, okay, I still think maybe 24 episodes is a little too long, especially an hour apiece, but it flowed much better. And the tie into Married with Children is Chloe's husband Morris in it. He leaves CTU, and they reference it a few times. He leaves CTU to uh, go sell women's shoes. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's wow. so great. I was like, oh, I almost sent it to you guys. I was so excited. But, was uh, he in Gary's shoe store? <laughs> no, but they reference it like a few times. It's it's fantastic. It's great. And I was like, that has to be an Al Bundy reference. But um, yeah, just the way we consume things nowadays, um, everything is so much more palatable now when you binge watch them, you know? Yeah. Like, and I wonder if that has an effect on our double headers as well, you know? Right. Well, we have a triple header in this season too. Oh, that's at the end, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Most shows are either either do or are just supposed to have 22 episodes. Now, last season we had 25 episodes and this season we have 26 episodes. So <clears throat> you talking about the burnout factor. I wonder if that happened to other people. Now, to me, I was just excited to watch it every week. And I will say that I, too, did not watch every single episode either, uh, you know, because life happens, things like that. Nothing against the show. But I definitely, any time I was home on a Sunday night or whatever, yep. I it, it probably occurred to me to, oh, what time is it, you know? Right. Um, but just the idea that, just to think that we used to live in a time where you had to be sitting in front of your TV at a certain time, right. it actually sounds crazy. It does. I think now, though, it's almost a novelty and it's like exciting to do that. Well, it yeah. is. There yeah. are show and there are a couple of shows that I do that with now purposefully that I, I could wait and binge watch if I wanted to. But I, I enjoy that. One of them is The Walking Dead. Right. 
and the uh, one of them is American Horror Story. Those are shows that I like to be present for in the moment. Right. right. You want to be there while it's happening. You yeah. Know? And it, it's it's a novelty, though. Before it was just what you have to do. Yeah. Now it's now it's something that you consciously do. You know. To and do it's like, it. Oh, this is going to be fun. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I like the anticipation. I like the waiting from week to week, uh, and it sort of keeps me gives me something to look forward to. And right. whereas before I'm like, oh, you know, I have to wait a whole week, you know, right. now with these select shows, I do it on purpose. It's weird. It's so weird, but it's, you know, I, I kind of miss that. Certain shows, you want to relive that nostalgia of having to watch it at a certain time. I know people think that's crazy to even say this, but like literally like we, we, that was our only choice back then. We, and it was just inconvenient half the time. Now it's like. Oh man, I remember when I used to have to get home to watch something. Let's do that again. You know, it's it's actually fun. Also, so much better for talking about TV shows with other people who enjoy those TV shows because now you can watch something and it might be next year before someone else gets <laughs> around to it. And you can't you 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 have to be careful what you say right. if as far as spoilers go. And there's, you know, sometimes you're really excited and you want to talk about something that has happened, but no one you know has right. watched it yet. And so it's, it's just like, ridiculous. Ah, I can't, I can't, you know, whereas when back then you would go into school or work or whatever the next day. And if you had someone who was a fan of that show as well, then you go like, oh, you know, you saw right. last night and then it was a conversation. Right. Dude, you know? can you believe Peg is pregnant? Get the hell out of here. Are you <laughs> right. serious? You know, yeah. literally right. around the water cooler. Right. It, you know, it was a thing. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Well, speaking of running to your TV and watching stuff back then, guess what, guys? What? This episode had 29 Point two million viewers. Oh wow! Making it the most watched Married with Children episode during its run. Wow! This is this is. And you know what? That could mean a lot of things. It could mean either people were curious. Maybe people had heard about Katie Segal being pregnant, and they were right. curious about tuning in to see what they would do with that. Hmm. Or the season five was so good that people Fire. tuned into season six. Oh yeah. And then dropped off when they realized it wasn't as good. <laughs> totally. No, that I mean, happens. It's yeah. just like, and we see this in, in genre films all the time in a series, right. you'll have one film that's really, really good. Okay. Let's just do the examples. Nightmare on Elm Street part three. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a perfect one. You'll have, a, but, a, but a lot of time. Oh, you know, what's another good one is final destination because final, Final Destination 3 was really good. And so everybody watched have, 4. So everyone watched 4, and 4 was crap. <laughs> so when 5 came out, which was really, really good, no one watched Nobody it. Nobody watched it. Because they, right. were, they were mad about 4. So, and that happens all the time in series. You'll have the high, which gets everyone excited, and then it'll be followed by a low, like right. Nightmare 4, uh, which... which ticks everyone off so the next one whether it's good or not won't get the audience nope. because no one watches it because they're mad about the previous one yep you burned us that's it well just to kind of give you <laughs> people uh, out there going why does she keep equating everything to horror <laughs> no well listen i saw final skeleton crew skeleton crew <laughs> i saw that movie in the theater <laughs> in 3d 
number five. Yeah, I did too, and that's because I have I always loved that series. So even after I hated four, which I did, I eviscerated it when I reviewed it. I right. I was excited still to see the next one because that's how much I love the series. Absolutely. So you know, Absolutely. just I was just a dedicated finalist. People are probably going to be like, what, do they stop reviewing the show when they get on here? <laughs> Is that the new thing for season six? No, but one more thing about it, though. These two are crazy. Final Destination 4 is hilarious. and Well, yeah, I mean. Absolutely best thing to watch with a group of people. It is so funny. Yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's good. <laughs> I forgot you actually, I forgot you had that opinion. Oh, I thought it was hilarious, man. I couldn't <laughs> believe. I was waiting for the part that I didn't like. I, I did a I did a whole podcast with Duncan on it. It was incredible. Yeah, you guys are looking for a real legit horror movie and I didn't care, so that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I think we're getting away from like the main focus here, which is I think we all know why everyone was so attracted to this episode in particular. And that is, it's the first episode where Jefferson's in the opening credits. Oh! oh. Actually, that's, that's true. He is a legitimate right. part of the cast now. Love it. The way it should be. How strange, though, his opening credit from the first episode, this one, to the next one, though. And here, uh, he accidentally pours beer on himself. Mm-hmm. And in the in the next episode, he keeps his beer mug down as he looks up at the dancer. <laughs> that, that's right, yeah. So I guess he didn't... I bet you, because I know Ted McGinley, he didn't want to come off as a goof, right. especially during every single show opening credit. I guarantee you, he said, you're making me look like a goofball. <laughs> that's not really what I really want to do here. <laughs> He's fine being a gigolo and all that good stuff, but he doesn't want to come off like a pansy or a goofball. Now, he addressed this to the producers right. at some point and said, I don't want to come off like that. So that's when they made him, <clears throat> I don't want to spoil anything, but they made him like a secret agent type guy <laughs> eventually. Really? Like, like he used to, yeah, I, I don't want to like get too detailed, but they did that to give him more of like a darker side. Sort of, sort of like the way he enjoyed that he used to be in prison. Right. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't like looking like that. So I guarantee you that um, he asked them to not do that every single episode, and they switched it to him just sitting there with the beer. That makes oh, sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So Jamie, tell us about uh, the title of this episode. She's having my baby. Wait, what's? It yeah, you you got it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the title of this episode is a reference to the film from 1988, She's Having a Baby, uh, with Kevin Bacon and Elizabeth McGovern, McGovern uh, which is a comedy, but it's a very weird, almost dark comedy. Uh, it's it's kind of bizarre, but I always loved it. I've seen it a bunch. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just a reference to that, <laughs> which was, you know. Yep. Well, uh, so this episode, here we are 30 minutes later. This episode opens up. <laughs> People are like, wow, it's what we wanted, 90-minute shows. 
<laughs> it opens. And I love how once we did a we did a poll on our Mario Children Facebook group, and we said, "How long do you like?" Or somebody, I think Aaron asked, "How long do you like the episodes of A?" And everybody voted for the longest possible <laughs> thing, which was like ninety minutes. And ever since then, they've all been fifty-four minutes long. <laughs> so uh, this opens up with a never-before-seen TV tray of breakfast in bed. You know those kind of trays. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that's the only time I ever saw a, a TV tray that, that like, sits on your stomach. Uh, so, obviously, that's what we were alluding to before, that that was obviously there to block Peg's stomach. We never saw a Bundy with that before that I recall. So, there's a great opening gag about Al looking like an ape. And he even comes in with the dumb expression on his face, the slumped shoulders. And right there is when I picked up on the hair. I thought, though... When I first saw the hair, that they just combed it all down and, like, so he looked like an ape more. Right. So it kind of confused me there, but then I realized eventually that he has his hair is way fuller looking. Right. It's weird. You don't think about it, especially being a guy. You don't think about, ooh, fuller hair. Like, women always, you know, those commercials, this shampoo makes you have fuller hair or whatever. And you're like, well, well, who cares about that? But, like, now you can see the difference between a full, fuller head of hair and Al's hair, and it really does look better. I'm feeling a little attacked here. I'm sorry, dude. I won't bring it up anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but, like, honestly, I, I didn't give it a second thought because of what I said earlier in terms of, like, how everybody's new looks. Um, I just I just kind of chalked it up to that. Or I didn't yeah, notice. Yeah, he just thought he'd visited yeah. the hair club for men. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Minoxidil. Right. <laughs> you know how I'm always digging in my ear with the point of a pencil? Oh, my. This is good news. You betcha. Well, today, purely by accident, I found out that I was using the wrong end of the pencil. <laughs> I discovered that if you turn it around and take off the eraser, you can get a real kind of suction action going. <laughs> get a load of this, honey. <laughs> Honey, it still has an eraser on it. That's not an eraser. <laughs> After Al picks his ear, Peg puts her knee and a newspaper in front of her stomach, because I guess the TV tray thing is out the window. So, honey, uh, I was thinking... Don't you think we need a little savings account? You know, like any moderately successful 13-year-old? Hey, don't kid yourself. I get plenty of money saved up. Whoops. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. You're not getting any. I want to get me a big boy socket wrench set. Man, it's going to be great. Go around this house and tighten more nuts than you did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great joke. Like, th think about these, how many was it, uh, 24 point something, let me see, 29.2 million viewers, like, I gotta say, those 29.2 million people, they got treated to a barrage of great jokes. Uh-huh. You know, and, and they were hardcore like that one. Well, I'll be honest with you, I didn't love the whole, um, pencil in the ear thing to start okay, it off. yeah you're right you're right I, I didn't love it but then <laughs> but then that just brought it right back do you know what i'm saying like that just brought that's just like okay like 
just like centered everything and just brought it back to what what they're good at on this show. Um, and and it was just perfect. And I was like, okay, we're back into it. Yeah, the payoff with the pencil and the ear joke was her saying the eraser, and he said that's not an eraser. That's the payoff there. Is it really great? No. You know, it's I mean, like... it's gross. I guess it works, but yeah. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Al, I've got some news, and I've just been waiting for the right... Oh, wait, honey, I'll bet that some of the guys want to see my eraser. <laughs> Al, Peggy... We have a little announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Jefferson and I are pregnant. Oh, oh, Marcy, that's great. Yep, 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 yep. I knew it right away, too. You know how when Michael Jordan goes up in the air, he just knows he's going to do something special? Well, I had the same feeling when I approached the hoop. (laughs) There was no blocking that shot, eh, baby? This wonderful Al. Yeah, Al, I'm gonna be a father. D- don't you have anything to say to me? Oh, sure. <laughs> and then, he, and then he looks at Al, and I, I had to rewind this like two or three times when he just stares at Al. And he's like, "Don't you have anything to say to me?" Like as he's handing Al a celebratory cigar, because <laughs> it's like Jefferson's finally breaking down that wall of like you know the Bundys are jerks and stuff. And hey, listen, are, are you going to say anything? Like, what do you think this is? You just can't stand there and look at me. I just told you I'm going to be a father. Right, right. Say something for Christ's sake, you know. So yeah, I like how he calls Al out on that, mm-hmm. and then. Al decides to say, you know, yes, and just laugh at him. So he brings it back down to, okay, no, nothing's changing here. <laughs> right. Well, well, he was really just asking for it, too, like setting him up. Like, really? You're Al Bundy? You got nothing? And then he retorted in typical Al Bundy fashion. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, you're a dead man. It's all over. Today is the first day of the end of your life. Hey, I'm looking forward to being a father. To hear my child say its first words, take its first steps. Yeah, keep that in mind when you're at the newsstand at 3 a.m., praying they'll be asleep before you get home with your copy of Heine. (laughs) What a grand gesture. So Al decides to take in the fact that Bud and Kelly are almost out of the house. And soon my hellhounds will be out of the house and I'll be free, free, free. Except for her. (laughs) God, I feel great. I'm almost happy. Let me revel in it. Uh, Al, I think this might be a good time to tell you. Yeah, not now, babe. (laughs) Once my kids leave the house, I'll finally be able to do what every man is supposed to do. I can watch TV. I can... (laughs) Well, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. It's still better than having a screaming, crapping, money-sucking little vampire bobsledding me to the cemetery. God, I feel good. Honey? Yes. <laughs> Guess what? what? I'm pregnant too. So now this is a moment that I've hated for 20 years. When Peg announces that she's pregnant. 
she stands up and does this thing where she smiles and is holding her stomach while she's like she's like doing this shrugging tilting head like (laughs) thing and just the sight of that has always irritated the hell out of me (laughs) and you got to watch it again in the next episode when they recap (laughs) and i don't know for some reason that really annoys me it's the one thing that always stuck out about this episode forever Mm -hmm. that i dread seeing every time it comes back Didn't you notice I was getting fat? Well, yeah. So that would mean, you know, the whole time we were off from May 19th to now, basically, she's been pregnant. Hey, Al, uh, what um, what year was this season? Uh, 92? Right now, we're in 91 still. 91? Um, so she would be 37 years old at that point. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking that they they took the bump and they said, well, instead of having you off the show, which right. they eventually do, by the way. Right. They just say, you know, we're not doing it. I guess the first time around, this might be the I can't imagine that her first kid was at 37, though. But, yeah, that's that's kind of old to have a kid. Right. Thirty seven. I mean, uh, yes, I mean, a lot of people are doing it. These days, but I guess back then it was definitely on the older side. Right. At that at that age, it's... It becomes risky, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it's riskier. It's also less likely. It's, you know... Um, right. So even now, it's still relatively unusual, even though a lot of people, because of careers and things like that, have started having children later. It's not completely unheard of. Yeah, I think J-Lo had a kid around that age. And I know with her, it's obviously because of her career. So she did the same thing. So My initial thought, though, was like, how did Al not notice? But then again, um, don't they have a show out now that I didn't know I was pregnant? <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah. And like, it's it's like a thing where like, yeah, people, I guess, don't even notice. Well, if they're like two hundred and fifty pounds, maybe right. That too, yes. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't watch the show. All I remember is one lady didn't know until she had the baby when she was on the toilet. Dude, get the <laughs> hell out of here! Are you I, serious? I, no, I, I actually have a friend who, and I, she was a good friend, and I saw her maybe at the outside two months before. She and was also skinny as a rail. I mean, like stick thin, like bones poking out skinny, you know, like, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden she called me one night and said, uh, I just had a baby. I'm like, what? what are you what are you talking about? She didn't know. Uh, she was also on birth control, which means that she and she was getting shots. So she had to go to the doctor every month to get a shot. And every time they would give her the shot, they would always do a pregnancy test beforehand. Always came up negative. One night she was in bed and she suddenly had these really severe stomach cramps. Her husband took her to the emergency room Um, and she had a baby. 
Did she and this name is not the kid Damien? <laughs> and this is not one of those I know someone who knows someone who knows someone or I right. heard about this chick one time. No, I knew her personally. And actually she was very concerned about her son because she was afraid that the shot she'd been getting the entire time she was pregnant would somehow affect his development. Right. But there was no they no way they would know until he was about four years old whether or not his development was being you know, affected, but are um, you sure about this, Jamie? Are you sure? Like, I no... was there. I mean, did you the... check the local but... orphanages to make sure no kids went missing? <laughs> did your friend steal a baby? <laughs> you know what? She might have, and that was just the story she was telling us. But, uh, yeah. Also, she had been drinking up to the point where yeah, oh, so no. multiple reasons that she was concerned about her son. <laughs> wow. But anyway, it was a whole bizarre story, like a very bizarre situation. But, I mean, it, wow. it happened. I've seen the kid. So. <laughs> That's so crazy. Well, without even knowing, I actually just guessed everything right. I'm checking it out now. So in 91, while working on Married with Children, Katie Seagull learned she was pregnant and it was unexpected. So that's why they did write it into the storyline. Right. And I guess we'll talk about the tragedy at the end of the whole stint here. But she did eventually get pregnant again in 1994 with a daughter and 96 with a son. And because of what happened, they deliberately did not write it into the show. And that's when they opted to write her out as a subplot. So everything I said, I guessed, was guessed right. Right. Ironically, if they just would have switched what they did and wrote her out now, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you can't foresee those things. Happening. Yeah, you had to start the seat. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, what are we doing? And yeah. yeah there, and there's a lot of aspects like the strange idea of what they did in season seven. You wonder if it's because they already wrote a bunch of stuff after the, what they did here. You know, like there, there's a, a million things to get into that we'll eventually uh, dive into here. Can't be right. When? Why? How? Wait a second. Let me check my journal. Five months ago, you say? Just to touch on it one more time, Peg makes a very prolific statement at this point. Oh, Al, isn't it a dream? No, it better be. <laughs> isn't it ironic, don't you think? <laughs> so, Al's diary... I, I, who know who knew that Al kept a diary? Uh, no one until he just made that up. <laughs> yeah, like why would I don't even understand what he would want to remember about his life? A guy like him, <laughs> right. he wants to capture any memory of this, right? <laughs> you know, like I think it's great to watch, but he's living it. Let's see now, April, April. Ah, here we go, April, week one. Sold shoes, watch TV. Week two, sold shoes, watched TV, wept. Week three, sold shoes, had a few beers, passed out. Uh-oh, I dreamt I fell in the washing machine, woke up feeling cheap. Peg, what in God's green earth did you do to me? Well, I couldn't help myself. You look so cute trying to pull your underwear up over your head. <laughs> well, I'm not made of stone, you know. Now, let's talk about the logistics of this. Yeah. 
you cannot... <laughs> okay, sure, you could wake up with morning wood, so it is possible to get that going when you're sleeping, but if someone's actually stimulating you, you'd probably wake up from that. And then, to actually reach the point of impregnating Peg, <laughs> you most definitely gotta be awake. I mean, there are things called wet dreams, but I don't know, I mean, you really, this is a once in a million moment if this all happened without Al knowing about it, right? Maybe he was so intoxicated he did wake up but doesn't remember. That that was my first thought, to be honest with you. But if you're that and if you're that far gone, like mm-hmm. if you're that drunk, is anything even going to happen? See that that I was gonna say, like <laughs> I don't know if that's like indicative of all guys, but for me, that wouldn't even went down. Yeah. No. I I can't perform that well when I'm totally no if way. I'm like passed out drunk. No, we're gonna have to do it tomorrow, honey. <laughs> Sorry, I have two, I have two sips of beer and I can't. Oh, stop! Maybe That's she true. had like a splint. Oh my god! <laughs> Peggy, this is so exciting. We can be pregnant together. Oh. Yeah, Al, congratulations! This is great. Gee, our kids will grow up together and they'll be old enough to leave the nest together. Gee, I'll be in my fifties when that happens, and you'll be what, one hundred and two? This makes me feel horrible because, like, I'm 40 in a couple, in like 10 months, and I don't have a kid. <laughs> if I do have a kid, I already told my wife that this kid will be born in my 40th year of life, or we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So we have to make up our minds, like, either we're doing this this year or we're not. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not having a kid at 43 years old. I'm not going to end up like Al. <laughs> You know, like, this kid will be coming out of diapers and I'll be going in. (laughs) And that's not happening, man. (laughs) Well, at least that way, if you plan it right, then it won't cost you anymore. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I'm really pushing it at 39 with this not having a kid thing. (laughs) No, but... See, here's the thing, too, though. We've talked about this briefly on on past episodes, but this is a thing that they do in a lot of sitcoms to kind of change things up. And I've noticed. Right. Right. And a lot of it has to do with the parents being a little too old. You know what I mean? Like, it's like unexpected. It's like, oh, wow. Aren't we a little too old for this? No, because we have to write it. Roseanne did it, too. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's always part of the story. You're right. You're absolutely right, Dan. That is always part of the storyline as part of the comedic angle is, you know, go, oh, we're too old to do with this. Too do old this. For How do we it, right? deal with this? Yep. And, you know, so that's something I had actually never considered. I always considered and even have talked about in the past the trope of when a show begins to get stale, you throw in a new kid and hope that that will pump things up. But I never actually thought about the fact that whenever they do that, they always have that same, oh, my gosh, we're older now storyline. Right. Well, Al's 45 and Peg's 37, roughly. Both. Right. Well, I think they have to address it because it'd be crazy not to, you know, and th- and that's what that's why it's a surprise. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Jefferson is definitely more in the age range that that's fine. Now, how old is Marcy at this point? She's didn't we just didn't we? 
come to the conclusion that she's like significantly younger? Yeah. Okay. I remember we did that when we first started the show and we're shocked that they were both basically 10 years younger. Uh, I'll look right now. Normally in the beginning of every season, I list off all their ages. And it's funny that the one time I don't, it's more significant than ever. Okay, so Al's born in 46, and Marcy is born in 58. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's 12 years younger than him. So that's 31? 30, 33, roughly. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll be 33 for eight more hours or whatever it is. <laughs> Jefferson's, so they're both the same age. So that's not, that's not bad. This is so wonderful. The pitter-patter of little feet after 18 years. This is truly a joyous day for us all. (laughs) (laughs) Al starts pulling the hair out of his head. Now, this is a big joke in the 90s, early 90s, because one of the most famous explanations of Homer Simpson's hair is that because there was an episode I think it's called uh, like Maggie says her first words or something like that mm-hmm. or, or no I think it's called Lisa's first word because it's about it's a story about her first word which is Bart and during this telling they show all three of the kids pregnancies right when Marge announces each one Homer runs up the stairs pulling his hair out <laughs> Now, I think, I could be wrong, you know, like, I love The Simpsons, but I'm not an expert, so I'm sure an expert will tell me, no, it's, it's you know, whatever. But I think that's that's when they show it. But, so, Al does this, and then that's when you go, oh, okay, I knew his hair looked fuller. But you guys said you didn't even notice, so you probably thought, like Dan said, it was just like a season change look, right? I didn't notice it at all. Like I never, I never said, "Oh, his hair is fuller." I, not even a little bit did I notice it until he started pulling it out, and then I just assumed they added it for that scene. Right. No, actually, I heard Ed O'Neill was so committed he was willing to pull his own hair out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he wore it the whole season. <laughs> yeah, he he wore it all of season five, so it would look normal for this one ten-second scene. It's all about that transition. <laughs> He's, he's very method. <laughs> what did you do? Can't you control your animal urges? Of all the bonehead blunders a middle-aged man with no income can make. God, you leave him alone for one second. Did you not know the evil implications of your deed? Bad, daddy. Bad, bad, bad. You think it's safe for mom to have a baby at her age? I mean, what is she, a million? So let's get into, like, Peg having these weird cravings. In that house, it's normal, like... Yeah, like, who would ask for a tangwich? Only people in that house. And don't forget, the kids are willing to eat tangwiches as long as they're pinched on the sides. (laughs) Aaron Duncan eats tang donuts. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, Aaron Duncan is a true... He's true no-man. You know, there are certain people that are true no-man members, and obviously we are. Jerry is, Justin is, all the patrons of our show, absolutely. You're official no-man. 
Anyone who's not is not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but Aaron Duncan is absolutely officially no man because instead of watching the Super Bowl, he had a Bundy Bowl <laughs> at his house last year. Or no, this year. Yeah. Where he watched – somehow he gathered the information to <laughs> acquire every single sports-oriented Married with Children episode. And he marathoned that in his house for like four hours with a whole bunch of friends. And they ate Bundy-like food while they were there. Yeah. The social media aspect of the Super Bowl, um, I always like to go on Facebook and see what people are saying about the game and stuff like that. But then, like, it gets a little monotonous because people get really into the game. And, you know, obviously, like, I'm a Patriots fan, so everybody's talking trash on the Patriots. And then you got Aaron Duncan just totally yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of left field, and he's just like, we got the Bundy Bowl. <laughs> and, like, and he just restores my faith in humanity again. Yeah, and to know that our show is what kickstarted his newfound love. No. He's another guy who, you know, the show was on in the 90s. He watched it when he watched it, but it wasn't like a thing like it is with anyone who probably listens to our show. Right. But once, because he's a big Skeleton Crew guy, and once he heard that the three of us were covering all this... He said, oh, God, yeah, well, I already like the show, so I definitely want to take this journey with you guys. So he went and did it. And now look where, where it's be, what it's become for him. Yep, absolutely. So that's, that's, a, that's all the thank you we could ever ask for, to know that we impacted somebody in such a positive way that they're taking this journey. Because it's a great one. I mean, just think, we're done with the golden years already. Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, with somebody like Aaron, to be honest with you, I, I, I he's just like one of us, you know, oh, yeah. like one of us, one of us. Exactly. Like, yeah, he's just he's just family. Yeah, he is. Yep. So Peg promises that their lives won't change a bit with this new baby. Flip to Al and Bud rubbing Peg's feet while Kelly, of all people, reads to the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a picture of Mr. Rooster, cock-eye-doodle-doe. Uh, honey, not to me, to the baby. Oh. And the duck went quack, quack, and the dog went bow-wow. <laughs> Like, why would you have Kelly? I mean, obviously, this is fantastic for the joke. Uh, Bo Wow. <laughs> and all that stuff. But on Peg's end of it, it's like, you chose Kelly to read? I, I guess she couldn't. You don't think she can do as deep tissue as uh, two guys can, I guess, you know? That uh, Right. Exactly. Yeah. She wants those feet really worked. <laughs> She wants those worked as well as the uh, joke work that it would allow Kelly to read that. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. So Al has a football fantasy. Bundy, Bundy, Bundy. Bundy, you're going to be a superstar. Just don't blow it, kid. Oh, come on, coach. What could possibly stop me? Hi, honey. <laughs> When that Ed Hall is credited as Al's conscience or something, maybe that's the coach talking. I don't know. Maybe that's Ed Hall. Yes, I think it is. Okay. <laughs> Baloney and Miracle Whip. <laughs> Watch some. Mm. 
it's it's yeah. no it's gross it's flavored it's like fake mayonnaise. It, it, people use it in in place of mayonnaise it's actually considered a dressing not like a salad dressing but a like I don't know so it's like a healthy man like I can't believe it's not butter no <laughs> no hey, hey Jamie Jamie say huh? miracle miracle say whip whip <laughs> say miracle whip miracle whip <laughs> never mind well what was she supposed to mess up on but no but it was an old family guy joke we made it before. oh I knew that's what you were doing <laughs> whip all right sorry. whip miracle whip uh, she the the bizarre thing about that is that is a normal sandwich. I mean, not for me because I don't like Miracle Whip, but a lot of people like bologna and, and mayonnaise on a sandwich. That's it. Ugh. Well, I mean, Ugh. that's exactly what I have. Well, with the cheese, but I don't like a ton of mayonnaise. But I just put a little bit on, and I yeah, I put it all the time on bologna sandwiches. You know what I used to eat all the time? Mustard and potato chips on like as a sandwich. Okay, I just want to get out of this conversation. <laughs> now I'm getting grossed out. I, I knew that we'd get into something I didn't like. <laughs> and I wasn't even pregnant. <laughs> Gee, Al, I don't know about you, but I'm horny as hell. <laughs> well, so am I, but you don't see me bothering you with it, do you? <laughs> oh, come on, Al. If you don't, the baby won't see you fail till you take it to work. <laughs> That was a good one, wasn't it? Yes. We got daddy good, huh? <laughs> so what do you say, Al? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> oh, sure. I'm all afire. <laughs> I don't know what turns me on more. That sexy failure talk or the baloney shrapnel hit me in the eye. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, all right, you big sissy. We don't have to do it. Good night. Ah, good night. <laughs> so Al does get a sex point. Now, a lot of people have already emailed me at the big controversy is, are you giving Peg a sex point for this episode? Because circumstantial evidence that during the off season, he did have sex with her. So the result happened here. So now normally we say no, if it didn't take place during the... Well, I mean, just because this one resulted in a baby doesn't make it any more valid than any other time it would happen off screen. And we don't count those. So, you know, see what I'm saying? Right. I agree. I don't think we should give it. So, yeah. no, that's the answer. Now, um, would you guys, either of you, I guess you could answer this. Would you have five month pregnancy sex? I'm going to say no. <laughs> you, you answered that so quickly yeah i'm good <laughs> um i mean some people are into that uh but yes i would side with you on this one absolutely not i don't know i've never been five months pregnant so i don't <laughs> what about six months you've been six months but how long <laughs> yeah, yeah, she skipped over the fifth month <laughs> Yeah, I, see, I would imagine that if you're in a relationship with someone, like, it, you probably get to the point where it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah. To me, it's that's disgusting. Right, good, good. I don't What is disgusting about it, though? Oh, like, come you can poke on. the baby. You can you're poke his eye out. poke the baby. Oh, my oh, the baby. God. What, do you think I want to give birth to one-eyed Willie? I, I just want to have a normal kid here. 
hey, you guys. No, but wait, I forgot. I'm talking to two guys who won't have sex with someone while they're on their period, so then there's that. That's absolutely true. Massacre. You are in a blood-free room here. (laughs) (laughs) Al? Hmm? What should we name the baby? The Reaper? (laughs) How ironic that Peg actually gives birth to a Reaper one day as Gemma Teller. Oh, wow. wow. Really? You went there? Yep. (laughs) Nice. What are the odds? Like, you could have said the Reaper to anybody on Earth, but you said it to the one person who gave birth to a Reaper, like, 20 years later. Yeah. That's, um... I just don't even know what to say. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, I agree. So this is such a, a moment that every guy can relate to. Al sleeps on his football, dreaming about fans chanting his name. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one of those things where he feels like he does about this whole pregnancy. So he is grasping for any sort of comfort back to a time when this was not happening. Like, this is actually a deep psychological thing that Al's doing. Even, like, he needs such closeness and comfort to this moment that he's using the football as literal comfort, literally. Right, right. And and then dreaming about those moments, people chanting his name, wearing the 33, thank God, Polk High jersey, but oddly enough, Al's like 45 years old in the dream. Right. Wearing a high school <laughs> football jersey. Right. Right. Now, would you guys – do you guys prefer that with the gl- the glaring problem here with his age? Or would you rather they casted a guy who looked like Al maybe when he was, you know, 16 or 17 years old? No, the age thing doesn't bother me because when it's a dream, like you mm-hmm. can make that leap because it's from his point of view. Mm. So like he's, you know what I mean? So like yeah, to, you're going to dream about yourself as you are. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But and I love how he like like it's so metaphorical in his dream too where he's just plowed over his family oh, one God. by one. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like those are the things that are in the way of his happiness of, you know, of, of everything. It was just perfect. But do you think Al still – I think him being the right – the age he is now, he's – it's his way of thinking that he's still that guy. Right. Right. So maybe it does work. Yeah. I think it works. That works. I was just thinking, if you wanted to get an extra job, you know, after the baby was born, maybe you could get one delivering newspapers. You know how they throw them on the porch? You'd be really good at that, because you used to play football, you remember? (laughs) Oh, hi, honey. (laughs) You want to come and join us? We were talking about breast swell. Uh (laughs) Well, congratulations, Marcy. You finally get to go bra shopping. (laughs) <laughs> that was fantastic. I love oh, it. So good. But I gotta <laughs> admit, they set her up with an amazing comeback. Oh, Al. 
I don't have to tell you how much easier it is to lug around small things. <laughs> and then she looks pointedly right. at his crotch. Right. <laughs> that was great. Mm-hmm. So Jefferson drove 50 miles. Now here, I just don't understand any of this, but Jefferson drove 50 miles to get a pie for Marcy and he held it up so the cherries didn't settle at the bottom. What the hell does that even mean? (laughs) Well, at least I have no complaints. My Jefferson can't do enough for me. Would you believe right now he is out getting me a pie? Sometimes he is so good to me, it just brings tears to my eyes. Well, here it is. I drove 50 miles holding it up so the cherries didn't settle on the bottom. So you (laughs) held it up. So your one hand's on the steering wheel. One is holding a pie, which is the (laughs) dumbest thing you could do. And why would you holding it in your hand have any bearing on the cherries on the inside of this thing? And why wouldn't they go, what is your hand, anti-gravity? Like, I don't understand (laughs) why if it was sitting on your car seat or if you're holding it, the cherries wouldn't settle at the bottom. What am I missing here? I have no idea. I didn't get that either. I don't think that the minutia of that had to make sense as much as, like, Jefferson's a bitch. I think that's what. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the whole point is they had they had to go the extra mile by having him hold it in his bare hand, right? For and then they said, well, I don't know why he would do that. How could they say it really fast? Like, oh, because your car seats at an angle. I didn't want all the cherries to be on one side of the pie. Like, it just wouldn't come off right or whatever to to describe why I'm holding your pie. So they he had to just say something about the cherry settling, and then we could be over with it. You know. Exactly. And and at least Jefferson, like he tried, he did it like a man. He tried or whatever, but he didn't like necessarily like act like Steve would in that instance. Like, I think Jefferson handles everything with Marcy much better. Right. Like he, he definitely puts forth effort for sure, but he just doesn't take any of her. Yeah. Like he'll walk out saying something under his breath. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how he relates more to us than Steve did because Steve sort of was a weenie. Mm-hmm. You know, and... It's whole life. Yeah. And most guys aren't. So I think Jefferson is more of our middle ground. I agree. This is not a large. <laughs> is this all you think of me? Is this all you think of your child? Will you just march yourself right back to Wisconsin and get me a real pie, mister? Or you don't love our baby? Okay, honey, I'll be right back with another pie. You stinking slime. He spoils me so. Well, my Al spoils me too. Al, get me some water. And Al just flings the sweat off his brow in her direction. <laughs> now, Marcy would be okay with that because she drank sweat before, right? Oh, oh, dude. Right. I'm surprised they didn't pan to her and her tongue was sticking out, waiting to catch a drop. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the kids made a a list of everything they didn't have when they were growing up. You know, nothing crazy, you know, just milk, immunity vaccines, love, reading, (laughs) reading blicks. (laughs) Uh, I love 
love that we find out sort of inadvertently that Peg was an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> right. Not because of anything. That, not because, you know, she had... Beliefs. Yeah, no. Just because she was, like, too lazy to take him to the doctor. Neglect it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm an anti-vaxxer for, like, a certain age. I think the kids have to develop a bit. So I would give my kid that stuff when they're, like, three or four... I don't think that you should pump things like that into something so... I don't know. I feel like there's so many developmental things taking place in the first couple years that maybe you shouldn't introduce a man-made serum. But then again, I guess if your kid gets sick by one of these things that's supposed to prevent the first couple years, he's probably going to die, right? (laughs) So, like, I don't know what to do. So, if we do have a kid, that's got to be something I have to do a lot of research on. I think that you just answered your question uh, from earlier where you were trying to decide whether you should have a kid now or not. That's That means no, right? Oh, Alex had a kid finally, and guess what? He died because he thought yeah. – <laughs> he should have stuck to what worked. Mom, you're just kidding that this kid's going to get all the stuff we never had. I mean you're going to love us all the same, right? Oh, well, of course I will. We were a family before the baby, and we'll be a family after the baby. Oh. Now you're sucking up all the baby's air. Go sit with your father. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is just unbelievable. Again, we talked about this one time where there was an episode, and they took everything you could possibly make a joke out of this topic, and they had to cram it in there. Like, that's what we figured they had to have done mm-hmm. on one episode. Of, I forgot what the actual topic was, though. But, God, they must have done this here. Like, what baby joke could we make about a psychotic pregnant woman? <laughs> right. Every single one. Every yeah. single one. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so Al's second football fantasy, Mom, Kid 1, Kid 2... I like how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a simple thing, but I think it was clever. Or was it wife? Yeah, wife, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Peg goes to tackle Al, just simply misses, because Al twists. <laughs> Kelly goes to get him, and Al just tells her to look up, and she does. He walks right past her laughing. <laughs> so stupid. Bud gets trampled. Like, oh my god. I think he steps on his face, right, at one point? Yeah, right on his face. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Classic. And then we get Kid 3, which is this future kid. Kubiak. Yeah. (laughs) Now, there's this special guest star. Kubiak from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Anyway, it's Abraham Ben-Ruby is the guy's actual name. Hmm. Who will later appear as Cousin Jimmy in the Season 7 episode, Wedding Repercussions. Yes, the famous episode where Bud loses his virginity. I mean, like, how many times is that going to happen? Right. (laughs) Every other episode. Four or five. Now, when Al gets to this kid, he turns Al upside down and shakes him. And (laughs) all the money and everything valuable comes out of Al. And then he just throws him into a trash can like Dan. (laughs) What do you mean? Dan dumps dead bodies in front of a... in front of a trash can. Okay, forget it. We did the skeleton crew rhyme like a hundred times. Now I can't do it. 
His name is Dan. He'll dump your dead body inside of a trash can. Yeah, something like that. See what happens when you don't vaccinate your kids? Yeah, you turn out, you see these horrible, horrible rhymes. So people actually cite this as a goof that when this kid is turning upside down, it's obvious that it's a dummy being shaken and dangled upside down. Yeah, but I don't think that's a goof. I think it's hilarious. Right. I think they know that we know that they know that we know. Like, I don't right. I don't think that's a goof. Yeah. It's called a joke. Now, about this scene, like, I, be, I gotta be honest with you, I wasn't even focusing on the dummy. There were other things distracting me. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know what I'm about to say, but that was, and I get it. Like, you can take certain um, liberties when you're in, you know, a dream setting, so to speak. Okay. But that set was atrocious. (laughs) Like, that was so ridiculous. Because here's the thing. I used to paint the lines for football fields. And that that bugged me so much because not only were the lines messed up like on the ground, like they were just all over the place, like literally like somebody just took a spray paint can and just like did it by hand. OK, that annoyed me. But then the walls of the set, <laughs> they they continued the lines. So you had like two sets of lines and they were just it was just all over the place. That bugged me so much. Like, I actually rewound the scene just to, like, look at it again. I got so mad at it. Was that a rational anger? No, but anger nonetheless. Wow. Now I got – I'm glad you said that. I got to watch it again now. It's it's ridiculous. Like, it's atrocious. And then, like, the crowd in the back, it's just like a bunch of heads. Like, it's so bad. (laughs) It's so cheesy. That's so weird. Normally, I really try to take in that stuff, and somehow I was just so focused on what was happening. There was a lot going on in that. Yeah, I I couldn't get it out of my mind. I'm so glad you pointed that out. Okay, I'll check it out next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, what have I done? You still don't know, do you? <laughs> Kids, no matter what the future might bring, it's, it's still nice to know that we're a family and that we'll go through things together. Who give me a Woe Bundy? What do you want from me? I wasn't even awake. No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app. And please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right, all right, all right. How many cigars are we passing out to celebrate the pregnancy of Marcy and Jefferson for this episode out of five, Jamie? Ooh, just Marcy and Jefferson? Yeah, Al didn't pass out any. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. It wasn't very excited. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's true. I thought uh, I, I would never mind. No, I, 
I get what you're saying, but nope, they didn't. Okay. They don't want to. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but nope. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really did enjoy this episode. There were some really great jokes, uh, particularly. I mean, Marcy and Al were kind of vicious <laughs> toward yeah. each other, which in but in like a really good way. Right. I'm glad to see Jefferson actually being a part of like an actual part of the show as far as like getting to be in the opening credits and all of that. Plus, I mean, this is like pretty much a milestone episode just because of what is taking place here. So right. I, uh, you know, overall really enjoy this one. And so I would say I'm going to probably pass out like four cigars. Nice. All right, Dan, how many cigars are you passing out out of five for she's having something baby? um so i agree with everything that jamie just said um like we were talking about earlier it's always nice to uh come back into the season and settle right in and that's what i think that they did very well was just settle in um you know right out of the gate to make it feel like a, a season opener in some aspects oh yeah look at the look at the news you get yeah of course, right. Yeah, like they drop a bomb on you right out of the gate. But then, like Jamie just said, too, I love how then um, Al and Marcy get back into it because th- there are times, like we said in the past, where they get a little too close for comfort. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I kind of like it when they're just being ruthless to each other, ruthless and mean to each other. So it was good to see them going at it and, you know, um, something stay, stay the same. So, yeah, it was just a fun episode. I <laughs> The uh, the the dream sequence was was fun. Um, the jokes were great. I thought there were there were like one or two where I was like, eh. But like, there's always going to be one or two that just don't necessarily work. But the ones that did work really worked. So I will rate it uh, the same as Jamie did. I am token up four cigars for this episode. Wow, nice. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I. Whenever I even think about this episode or this whole block of 10 episodes, I always sort of get bummed out and I'm like, now we have to like plod through this whole thing. Right. But I got to say, you know, revisiting and examining and all this other stuff, this really, really did an amazing job at landing so many jokes and yeah. the humor and everyone's performance and everyone's commitment and the sense of them settling in to who they are and what they're doing really became apparent, I'd say, a lot in the second half of this. But even in the first half, like, I really didn't think I was going to like this. Because as soon as I hear, like, the whole, well, we don't know this yet, but this whole hail baby thing that's going to be going on, <laughs> like, I kind of, like, just want to... Yeah, that's great, but let's get back to, like, the show, though. Like, I, I don't want to just keep hearing about the baby stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that kind of thing. I don't want to really want to hear about baby stuff too much. Ever. No, no not really. <laughs> but I, I got to say that it this time around, in examining this as a piece of uh, culture and art and uh, what it is as a show and a sitcom and – a development, and you know, obviously, they did it just to fit what's happening with Katie Seagull. I gotta say that all those aspects considered, it really is good. And if you don't have the same hangups that I have, 
I bet you you really appreciate it, and you think they did a, a fine job. Mm-hmm. Um, so to to rate this, you know, we used to not really rate uh, two parters by halves. We used to actually say we're not right. going to rate it now. Yeah, uh, and then somehow I forgot one day. And now we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> we're nothing if not consistent yeah, right. hey listen I think people who actually are more on top of our show than we are are probably like why are they rating this <laughs> we're consistent in our inconsistencies there are always every show I've ever done there have always been people who were more on top of it than I was every time and you know hey, you always have people reach out and go hey remember when you said you know so and so and I'm like no I, d- I don't at all <laughs> well we don't have the luxury of listening back to our own shows because people would think we're losers if we did that well and I just I don't care to hear myself <laughs> like when me and Dan listen to our own shows that's like Al thinking about his high school football days <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie's just like yeah I'm I'm living the life now I don't gotta re I don't gotta look back sorry but I'm like man I was great on the skeleton crew in 2013 <laughs> So, like, all that considered, I'm just really blown away by this episode. I know this sounds crazy, especially because you guys have been, you know, four is not a bad rating. But, I don't know, I just saw this as as very, very good and very strong. And you couldn't, you know, a lot of times when people, like, rate a show, they'll say, well, you know, it didn't really further along anything in the story. So, you know, and they, they say things like that. And I'm like, well, hell, you can't say that this time. I I also think with this show, you got to kind of switch up your criteria mm. of what makes a good episode. Right. For something like Married with Children, like you, you just you're adding up different things as to why you like it. Like normal things that you would normally rate an episode on from another show won't really apply to this because it's not going to make sense and it's not necessarily about whether you know um like consistencies on this show as much as like enjoyment levels oh yeah and 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 certain things that you're willing to forgive for the sake of entertainment um and and that's that that's why i like this show a lot because it has that leeway and they can branch out and and get away with a lot and at the same time like everybody's just like oh like it's it's very forgiving cuz it's married with children it's beloved right it just gives you good vibes and like married with children has always been kind of an enigma as to like what makes this show good and I got to be honest with you, like even this far into the show, I don't know exactly what it is. All I know is um, it I, I give it a lot more leeway than I would any other show. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah, especially when you're reviewing a show from 30 years ago. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. well, are we going to like, is this going to really be a drudge through this whole thing or right. whatever? But I've never had anything less than a great time. I mean, the only not great time I ever had was doing Top of the Heap. <laughs> That's like legendary right. at this point. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. it's so bad. Right. <laughs> I mean, at this point, they could the entire Bundy family could walk in and set each other on fire yeah. and burn the house down and walk out and never come back. And I'd still think that was a better episode <laughs> than, right. than Top of the Heap. Literally. Like, all of our patrons heard what we thought of that. 
because that was an exclusive to Patreon. Other than that, though, I got to say, just like us and and the great time we're having while we're doing this, that speaks volumes to to what makes the show great. And I think when we look look back on it, we're going to say, well, what, what makes it great? I think the great time we had even discussing it is what made it great. And, and I think that shows like that, like Top of the Heap, they never um, – it's never a bad thing to dive into those shows because like, like you just said, like it provides you with a perspective oh, yeah. and, and really makes you hone in on all the reasons why you love the shows that you do love. And, and we definitely narrowed it down in terms of this show. And why we don't watch the shows we don't like. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to be – what may seem a little generous. I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5. But if I were to review both parts at once, I may just go with a straight-up 5. So you're taking one of those cigar cutters and... Yeah, and nipping off half the thing, and people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tune in next week while we review the second half of this two-parter, She's Having My Baby, Part 2. Al decides to run away from home when a pregnant peg becomes demanding. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) All right.